I have a certain shamelessness around pleasure, I guess, <laughs> that many people get inspired about. I think it's very easy nowadays to fall prey to the whole pornography machine, which means that your sexual energy is going to stay in your head and in your cock, and that's not good. Right when it gets to the climax and you're about to lose it in an explosion from the lower regions, you move it upwards instead. So you can then build up to another orgasm and another orgasm. Men and fathers are sometimes absent, either physically or emotionally or this or that. You have to find something that, that you can appreciate about him. And if nothing else, you can appreciate the fact that he gave you life. We need to become soulful human beings again, instead of just materialistic consumption animals. Whatever lies in the way for you to fully own your life force will come painstakingly into focus. You will face your demons, you will face your pain, you will face your limitations. You can turn your, your sex life and your relationship into a, a source of ever-increasing inspiration and joy. All right, my friends, welcome back to this new episode of the Way Showers podcast. Today, I have the great pleasure of having you here, Jakob Kjærgård. And uh, well, we go, we go some years back by now, and uh, we're colleagues in this men's work business. And I guess we met, as I, I met many other European leaders in this manifesto network that... Um, um, Paul Robson set up, and uh, was it Sweden the the first men's gathering, Nordic men's gathering? Yeah. I think that yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you are best known for your work with sexuality. You've been working with men for a long time to help them maximize their sexual pleasure, teaching them how to the be more sure of their yeah but so we'll definitely get to know that part today but you've also just released a book and you've developed this really neat um, framework of what makes a solid mature man and so well i'm just really excited to have you here today and seeing where we will go to together because i mean you've been thinking a lot about this and uh yeah well I think that's enough from, from my side. Jacob, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Ivan. Awesome. Yeah. So I think the place where I always like to start these conversations is digging in a bit more with who are you? Maybe a little bit under the surface as well. So why don't we start with how you would present what you do, what you care most about right now, and... We'll see where we go. Sure. So, so, so do you mean like work-wise or, or a little yeah, more? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you have a purpose with men. You, you want to do something to support them. And you've been very dedicated in that line of work for a while. So what, what, what brings you in there? Maybe what, why was it important for you in the first place? Sure. So, yeah, thanks for the question. I think... You know, it's it's, it's 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 kind of funny, you know. If like like you know, Alexander, our, our mutual friend from uh, from from Sweden, he he said something that I that I have, have remembered, which which is that that the thing you do best is actually the thing you almost take for granted, but but that other people are like, oh my god, how do you do that, you know? And 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 mm. and, and they're like, uh, they see that as a skill, but you do it so naturally that you hardly think about it. 
um, and and I guess you could say I I have a I have a certain shamelessness around pleasure, I guess, that, that, that many people get inspired about. Uh-huh. And I think that is probably one of the, the I, I've realized that that's a skill um, and that's something that I can pass on. And I, and I think that is a key um, thing that I transmit in, in my work with men on, mm. on, on the Vital Force Sexual Master Course, which I've been running for, for the past 10 years. Um, yes, this method that I that I that I invented ten years ago, to to help us mastering our sexual energy as men, um, and yeah, a, a, a key. There are several aspects to that and how you do it, but essentially, it's 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 really about you know the 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 sexual energy and 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 yummy desire that we build up in our in our balls, our cocks, our, our pelvic floor uh, during masturbation or sex. You know, normally as men, sooner or later, we come to this point where this energy reaches a certain climax down there and, and it triggers the spasms and the prostate and the pelvic floor muscles and we pump out the sperm and over is the party. Um, and, and, and this practice that, that I developed and which comes from the, the tantric and Taoist systems, but that I simplified and made more accessible to normal Western men is really about gaining so much uh, sense sense with and control over that energy that you can, right when it gets to the climax and you're about to lose it in an explosion from the lower regions, you move it upwards instead. And when you do that as a man, you can experience that, 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 that it really, uh, it, it gives you a lot of extra energy. It feels incredibly yummy. You can, you can experience it like, like an orgasm moving throughout your, your whole upper body, your, your entire body for that matter. And, and what's really amazing about it is you then keep the energy because it's, it stays in your body. You don't expulse it through your cock. You keep it. So you can then build up to another orgasm and another orgasm. And, and, and you know, there are some tricks and techniques on, on how to do that. And that, that's what I teach in, in that main program. And, and a key aspect of it is also this psychological attitude to really shamelessly enjoy yourself, shamelessly enjoy your own sexual pleasure. Um, so that's, that's a key aspect of that work. And, and uh, yeah, I, I just had a, had a mentoring client today that I got started on the practice. And it's, 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 it's still, even though I've done it for many years, it's still very enjoyable for me to do it because I really see the effect that it has very fast on people. That's because it's such, it's such a potent force, as, as we know, right? Our sexual energy is, is, is a very potent force. So if we learn to harness and use that correctly, it animates all the rest of our beings and, and, and can inspire us and, 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 and give us drive in life. And, and yeah, just, just makes life more enjoyable. Yes. So this this field of whether you call it tantra or sexology or whatever terms that you applied, this has obviously become a lot more mainstream over the past years, decades. Yeah. But at the same time, it seems like there's increasing levels of sexual dysfunction in our in our society, and so there is this weird tension between the two. But but there's something that brought you to this place. Um, was what was what was your story for like really starting to care about 
something that back then was quite esoteric. Mm. Well, that's a longer story, but I think I think it actually started all the way back in my uh, in my teenage room when I when I started masturbating on my own. I I mm. I by accident, I guess I I just stumbled upon the fact that by using a few bodily tricks. Um, I, I could, I could actually have like a mini orgasm spreading a bit up in my stomach, um, mm. without ejaculating and it felt super nice. So I just made a habit out of doing that a number of times before then ejaculating. Um, so that was like my, my first experience of it, but of course I didn't really know what it was back then, but then, but then the real journey around, particularly that around, around the sexual work started when I was uh, 23, I, I got a girlfriend uh here in Copenhagen who who pulled me in uh by the balls almost to uh to a tantric yoga school uh here in Copenhagen where where they work particularly with with this technique um uh, with with harnessing the sexual energy and moving it up through the chakras and all of this like yeah with, with a quite esoteric approach as you say um and and you know I was skeptical around around the whole spiritual superstructure that they that they had on, on around all of this, um, but I but I was still curious enough to to dive into it and 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 very quickly had had some very amazing experiences with it, and and experienced like having multiple orgasms during sex with with my then girlfriend, and experienced how that gave me a lot extra energy and, and more than energy also, um, an experience of like a bit more, shall I say stamina or feeling a little more psychological, a little more grounded or centered. It just feel like, felt like, like when I, when I build up my energy in this way, that it just took a little more to like throw me off my ground, you know? Was that in life in general or was it specific to the bedroom and, and sex? Oh, no, it was definitely in life in general. Definitely. Mm. I just felt a little more solid in, in a way, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, 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 like a ship, you know, that, that, that sails with, uh, with, 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 you know, you've taken a bit of water to lie more firmly in the, in, in the, on, on the sea, right? A little bit like that. I just felt a little more solid. Um, so, so, so that started then and we were together for two years and did a lot of uh, you know esoteric uh, tantra exercises and yoga and this and that and um and then after a couple of years i uh we broke up but uh, are still very good friends to this day luckily um and then in my in my 20s you know i i i started studying philosophy and history at university um and and started a company with some friends but on the side i always kept my 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 i kept the practice going and experimented uh with with other lovers and, and girlfriends that i had um did a lot of meditation uh quite some buddhist meditation martial arts so like uh, i guess i always had a had a had a, a deep interest in 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 playing with the connections between um mind and body sex and spirit and yeah seeing what could be uh, derived from that realm um and then and then to finish the story then in my in my late 20s i i i, I got another long-term girlfriend who was also very deep in in her spiritual practice which was a completely different practice uh, an italian girlfriend 
but but somehow my my uh, work that I was quite experienced with at the time with with my sexual energy and my meditation practices um and and the field that she was coming from together that was like like nuclear nu nuclear power that that was released there and, and i had some experiences with her during sex that really like blew the lid off um what do you thought and, was possible huh? Uh, yeah 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 mm. and, and it was after that that i like like being like catapulted out of the top of my head in an, in an orgasm like it was, was one of the peak experiences there um mm. like an, like an out-of-body experience which was incredible and uh, and it was after that that i was like holy fuck, this this is too good to not be shared um and then a couple of years later was that i created the vital force sexual master course yeah, because yeah. I, I, and that's I your main business now or maybe that's your only business well, it's, it's, my, it's my main work. I have, I have then yeah. expanded into into other fields, as as we will also talk about in this podcast, like like also what a man. Um, but but it, but it started with the sexual work, and and it, and it's still the core of, of what I do. Um, and then what I also found over the years teaching it was that not only can you get this amazing extra energy and and use it for inspiration and creativity and whatnot, but but the practice also solves a lot of very real uh, challenges that men face sexually, like mm -hmm. premature ejaculation, performance anxiety, various uh, aspects of erectile dysfunction. Most of them are, are, are solved through, through this practice because it brings your, your sexuality in balance again after, you know, uh, years of uh, excessive porn use and excessive ejaculations and, and this and that. It brings it into balance and when, and when it's in balance, the symptoms of of it being in imbalance disappears yeah so, and yeah. and and men and sexuality is it's this funny thing at least in my experience mm. let's start with that that i'm obsessed with it if i don't have access to it or yeah yeah like i i become somebody who thinks there's something wrong with me because I don't have access to it or like there's this it's very easy for us guys to make sex into something huge in the absence of a functional it's sexual relationship but once once we actually get to a place of having a stable committed partner and the sex is good and you can last for as long as you want all of a sudden it's not something that occupies nearly as much energy uh, at least this is my experience they are like doesn't take up so much mental space is this part of it as well that like men are moving towards more peace in their life that they don't have all of these daydreams and obsessions because they don't feel fulfilled in sex or what is your experience with this like like you mean for people who are in long-term relationships no, I'm talking about the people who who don't have access to sex and that 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 have that feel like they need to turn to porn to feel in mm. touch with a feminine form and energy and and there's mm. this obsessive like you get really stuck in your head and in your thought patterns, right? And it seems yeah. like there is a a maturing process through the crucible and gauntlet of sexuality where you start to come to more rest with yourself as a man. Like, 
yeah, I, I, ideally, sure. For for those who are aware of that and take that journey, yeah. it, it it can lead there, sure. Yes, um, but I think, as you say, um, many people. I think it's very easy nowadays to fall prey to to the whole pornography machine. I agree, monster, which it basically is, right? I, I think this is this is a little sad, actually, and and um, and and I think we don't speak so much of, but but I think you know, as men, um, we are primed by nature to be ready to 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 give our sperm to to any available woman, right? Um, and that, that's just how it is. We can learn to master that, and 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 we should. But 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 it but it's a strong impulse, and I think pornography and and the very easy access to it that there is nowadays with like two clicks on your phone, eh, I think really preys on that. And it and it, if you're not aware as a man, it's very very easy to fall into that trap, even if you're in a relationship, eh? um, and and the sex life is maybe not for functioning amazingly for a period it's easy to, to fall into into the porn trap and 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 i think that the, the the very sad thing that 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 does if you really become addicted to it is that it can very easily alienate you from your partner or or if you're single alienate you from any real life interaction with a woman you might meet um because you're so used to what you what you see on the screen right and also it really makes your sexuality uh, extremely bound up on the visual, which means that your sexual energy is going to stay in your head and in your cock and, and, and not so much in your heart and not so much in the rest of your body. And, 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 and the key aspect of the work that I do is to, to, to try to, first of all, get people off porn. You can use your fantasies a bit if, if, if you like, but also try to, to minimize them. And then really get it into your body. Feel the, the the sexual energy and the and the desire and the energy. Feel it in your body and and connect it with your heart. That's really where the transformation lies. So that's the uh, movement from the visual and the mental to actually connecting it with your body. Yeah, yeah, very much. Is that the struggle you feel that men have? It's 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 a major struggle. It's not the only one, but but it's definitely a major struggle that that many of us fall into. I mean, mm. we are as men, I think, by default, very visual when when it comes mm. to sex. We like to see you know shapes and forms and and feminine yeah. feminine forms. So so to some extent that's natural, but porn only exacerbates that like many fold, yeah. and 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 that's not good. Uh, it, it takes you out of the moment, out of out of your body, and out of the connection with your with your partner. Oh, yeah, it does. What is the heart factor in? The what? The heart, the heart. factor. The, the heart. Where does yeah. that factor into this? Like, so you have the, the 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 visual, the brain, and you have the body. But what about the heart? Is that important? It's super important. I mean, the the heart is really where you the heart is really where you where you connect on on a level that is not just merely physical, which, I mean, you, you connect with your genitals, of course, dur during sex, that, that's great. But if you, but if you only do that and you don't also connect with the heart, like, like with the more, uh, emotional and, and you might even say a non-material part of you, if you don't connect there, then it's just two people wrapping genitals together. Right? Yes. And yeah. It can be nice. You can get a, a five second orgasm and you can fall asleep, but 
that's a, that's what most people do, I guess. But but I have the feeling that this is very common these days. It's extremely common. I, I think yeah. it was probably also fairly always fairly common. Um, probably, I don't think it was much better during Christianity, <laughs> to to be honest. No, but um, no. but but the point of the matter is that it can be so much more. You 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 can if you want. You can turn your your sex life and your relationship into a a source of ever increasing inspiration and and, and joy and life force. And and why not do that? Like I mean, once you've experienced, you're like hell no. Like I'm never gonna let go of this. It's an interesting story that you have where you you practically discover your life purpose in your bedroom as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might no. say that. Yeah, yeah I, I, didn't, you, I didn't know back then. I, I wouldn't have imagined that I would be no doing something. Yeah, like it. makes me wonder how many actually did and then just like brushed it aside. But um, what do you think? This is not a typical story that you have a guy that has some sort of a subtle body peak experiences when he's young, and then he translate that translates that to a a professional and spiritual path um, as he becomes a man, an adult. Is is there something unique about you that this happened? Why do you think that you were given this particular early experience and gift? <laughs> well, you never know even. Eh? I mean, it, it depends from what point of view you, you, you want to answer that question. Like from one perspective you might simply say hey it was a coincidence and could be I, I stumbled upon it and i and i and i happened to actually pick it up and was bold or crazy enough to try to turn it into a profession and, and i managed um on another level uh, and and i know you like the 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 deeper or higher levels uh, as do i i um well i i do think that i was meant to do this um Actually, and I think when I when I look back on on the experiences that I've had with 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 women and girlfriends and and uh, like like I I can see a trail, you know, I I, I can see that I, I I've learned so much from the girlfriends that I've had. Um, also, one who was somewhat older than me that I oh my god I, I I learned so much I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't been with her. Um, I can see there are there are many things that that played together to 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 bring me to this point, where where I had something to teach um, on on these issues. So, so you know, I, I think there are higher forces that that sometimes have a plan with us and and try to nudge us in different directions. Um, and 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 I I choose to believe that that was also the the case with me. Then we can sometimes ignore those signs or we can listen to them. Um, yeah. But I think it's generally better when we listen. Yeah, and you did. And I did. I know based on your 12, what, what, what's the name of these 12? 12, 12, 12 steps for becoming a man. Yeah, so there are, there are quite a few lists lately, like 10 rules <laughs> for life, and here's the 12. 12 steps to becoming a man. And I guess this came after your work with the sexuality. Sure. Yeah. So, so this is, 
yeah, this is where it expands a bit, like like the 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 the, the work with the sexual energy and mastering your sexual energy has has, has been the, the the key work that I that I have been doing professionally and that I really like developed and 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 also now written a book about um, mm-hmm. that you just mentioned, uh, better sex man uh, in Danish, better sex man, that just came out half a year ago. Um, but 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 you're 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 right. I mean my. I think ever since I was I was very young, you know, I, I think I've, I've always been extremely curious in life. And, and I always had, ever since I was a child, I, I had a very, um, very active inner life. Um, very strong dreams, sometimes very strong nightmares. Um, really a feeling of like having some very strong forces inside that, that it was not always easy to manage. Um, and that's a long story, but 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 uh, but but I, I I had to manage it, otherwise it, it it would have torn me apart, and 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 it nearly did a couple of times. And so I think that that challenge that I was given by life um, just prompted me to 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 find ways to deal with it, and find ways to work with myself, and find ways to to balance these strong inner forces that I. That, that that I that I found in myself, um, so that whole long journey uh, over the past 20, 25 years has has given me a lot of experiences, and and has also um, helped me find some very interesting tools, and uh, and then some years ago, I think around the time that I met you at, uh, at the Nordic, the first Nordic Men's Gathering. Uh, I I was in Italy at a at a special place that I that I've come many times, and and I had a, I had an inspired moment, and I was like, okay, like what if what if I should create a curriculum for men based on the the, the most useful things that I have found and and worked with myself in my life, like like something that it would benefit every man regardless of skin color and culture and upbringing and this and that something that no matter if, if you're a man and you're in a male body it then it will benefit you to to work with with these things mm-hmm. uh, in order to build yourself as a, as a man uh, as, a, as a mature adult man um what would it be uh and and then i put together these uh, what I, what i call the the 12 steps towards becoming a man um which you can find as a as a blog post on on my website too. Um, we'll make we'll make sure to attach that link to sure. to the podcast. Sure. Yeah. And and uh, I'm I'm thinking that 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 will also become a book and 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 probably a program one day. Um, mm. uh, it, it hasn't yet, but but I but I use it in in my coachings with people uh, whenever it's relevant, and it's really an attempt to. Yeah, to, to like cover all the the central aspects of life as as a as an adult male human being, um, and, and it should be said also that that many of these steps are relevant for women too. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them will maybe look a little differently the way you work with them, but but uh, but I think most of them will be relevant for women too. Um, yeah. I just know how they played out in my life, and I work mainly with men, so so I I I. I presented it in a language and in a way that I think speaks speaks gender to men. 
I'm thinking that we don't need to go through them one by one in our conversation today, but uh, I do know that there are, well, for me, some, some things stood out in the context of our conversation today. You have some, some reflections around our relationship to our mother and our father, for instance. Sure. Why don't we look, we look a little bit at the steps that you consider to be essential in our relationship to those two? Because at the end of the day, as much as we would like it not to be the case, mm. uh, Freud was right a lot about a lot of things, let's just say that. And our relationship very early on with these two formative figures, it it shapes us in such deep ways and and you have some thoughts about that in these in these steps so why don't you take us through your reflections around mom and dad with pleasure that is um that is step two and seven in uh in in the in, in the 12 steps and, and mastering your sexual energies is, is the third one it's also there of course um and yeah, they, they 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 could have any order, but 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 in any case, the the second one is the mother one, and I call it um, detach from and create a grown up relationship with your mother. Um, and I, I think I think it's actually a pretty spot on title, uh, if, if if I may say so, because I think I think that really encapsulates what's the issue, what the issue is. I think many people nowadays and, and 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 especially many many men do not detach properly from their mothers you know every every tribal society on the planet had some pretty intense uh, rites of passage to to for 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 the young kids and especially the young boys to to detach from the mother world of infinite love and nourishment and care and go into the the, the, the world of, of the of the men of the tribe. Uh, it, it was a very very uh, some of them some of these rites of passages were super dangerous and, and and some boys didn't make it through. Like some of it was like survive three days in the jungle on your own and then come back if you make it, or or stuff like that, right? Um, and of course, that was a completely different society and and it was a tough world that you had to 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 live in. So some of that might have been necessary back then. I don't think it is today, um, but 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 the point is that I think all of these tribal societies knew that that the mother-child and and in this case the mother-son bond is so strong that you need to 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 make a, a, a very strong clear cut to to break it to to fully take the child into being an an autonomous self-reliant adult individual that can take care of itself and find its own food and ultimately become a contributing member of the tribe instead of a child that just takes nourishment and and, and care right yeah. um and 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 we don't have these rites of, of passage anymore i think you know arne rubenstein our, our our dear friend from australia he he works a lot with this i think he does a great job um and yeah. and, and, and the throne was always meant to be a huh? sort of a modern reclaiming a throne the initiation that was always meant yeah. to be a contemporary uh, offering to to address this hole in our culture yeah that makes sense when you say it i hadn't thought that actually but but uh, but that makes very much sense and and i think you know we we, we find i think that's also one of rubenstein's uh Arne rubenstein's points uh, that that like if if no one creates a rite of passage for the boys 
then then some of them find a way to do it on their own. And it's typically by doing something dangerous, um, which we know young men have a tendency to do, right? Um, and, and it's not just because they're stupid and reckless. It's also because they're actually longing for 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 some boundary or 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 or, or some like like I think longing for 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 their own mortality in a way to feel like like what are the limits here right and if they had strong uh, strong male elders who could show them the way and and like say hey this is the limit and this is your path in life and this is how you can grow as a man and this is how you can mature and create a great life um, then they probably wouldn't need that they they wouldn't need to do these like reckless things on their own and, and rebel against everything. Uh, I think they do that because they don't have good and strong and inspiring role models that, that can, that can show them the way. Yeah. What do you think about this, uh, Jacob? I, I see this intense experience that the young boys, the, the young men had back in the day says, it's obviously a very formative experience and we certainly lack that. But when I think of, for instance, gang members in urban inner city gangs that maybe maybe kill a rival gang member as some form of initiation, and obviously some of them might die and, and die in the process. But it's it's like this really That's a right um, passage. sure this this soulless contemporary version, this this really dark malicious contemporary version of it. Not that the ancient tribal rituals were altogether love and light based on based on what we know about them but but i think i think it's worth considering that there is the ritual itself and then there is the social contract that you step in after the ritual is complete true because i i feel like when people get addicted to these really vicious criminal gang environments they're also within a social contract where at the very least they are being perceived in a particular kind of way because they have done some things and i wonder man if our culture has become so ignorant at this point that regardless of whether we did the intense thing if if we didn't come back to our family and our community and they looked at us in a different way yeah i wonder how how much of how much of this initiatory experience is the experience and how much of it is the way that you are perceived it's, as it's a, a tribe knows that you have been through it yeah it, it's a huge part i think uh yeah i know arna speaks about that too like how when when, when you take the step in your initiation everyone else around you also has to take a step in relation to you because you're at a new stage in life you're you're a different yeah. person with a different role and that's very important if if they don't you you they can easily like like kind of push you back down to 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 an earlier stage right or 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 just inhibit your inhibit your growth that's very bad yeah that's a little bit what i experienced you know because i without knowing it i i did my own rite of passage too when i was 19 i i, I left uh denmark um hitchhiking down through europe um and like you know some things happened and i just thought I, I needed to get away for a little bit for a month and mull things over um and and then it's just you know one thing led to another and and i ended up on this like nine months long journey around the the, the mediterranean whereas you know i ended up walking three days in the desert of israel uh in some 
desperate attempt to find something. Um, that's a long story, but, but, but when I came back from there, I, I was a completely different person eh? and I, and I came back like, like an alien that had landed from another planet, but, but definitely not like the, like the, uh, big boy that, that left, mm. but my mom still treated me like that big boy. Yeah. And, and my old friends also just saw the Jacob who, who went away. Right. And, and it was, it was really, really hard, you know, like, like, and also I didn't really have the words back then to really convey what had really happened to me. So, so I also, it was also very hard for me to really like bring them up to date with where I was. Um, that was super hard. So, so I think what you say there with the social contract, that's incredibly important. And I think back then, I think I, I actually reacted in the only way that I, that I probably could back then, which was to basically cut the people out who I didn't feel saw me for where I was. And, and that was most people at the time. Did that include your mother? Yeah, I did. I did for a couple of years. I we yeah. spoke very well for, for a couple of years. I think this is, and, and, and that's and that's the point. Maybe in relation to the to the to the second step here yeah. in the the twelve steps, detach from and create a grown up relationship with your mother because because I did detach there, and and that was necessary for me to like, you know, become a man and, and really feel my own power and stand in my own power and my own authority, which it really is. Um, but then some things happened in our family, and 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 after a couple of years. Uh, Yes, something happened that also changed uh, her quite a lot and, and, mm. and, and, and shook her worldview. And, and after that, I, I experienced that she actually also saw me in a, in a new light. Oh, that's wonderful. And, Not everyone is that lucky. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I waited for it and luckily it, yeah. it happened. Yeah. And, and, and I was able then to actually be there for her. Um, in, 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 in a, yeah, where I was kind of the, the, the bigger one. Um, and yeah. that really, really changed the, the, the dynamic and the power dynamic between us. I think this I a little boy, I was, I was someone helping her. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was very healing for both of us. Yeah. I guess that's how it goes really when we be, grow older. It's like this, the roles reverse, but I, I, I was thinking Jacob, uh, about this this particular mother son situation that um or a relationship that step two is is all about um i think it's hard and especially be, maybe not i don't exactly know why it's like this but i i lay some of the blame uh, at the feet of feminism that mm -hmm. that i think it's hard for women to to recognize and honor the masculine experience. Yeah, for, for many women, yeah. Not because all Because yeah. they haven't had anyone to tell them about it that was qualified in imparting the information, or they have been resistant because of cultural programming. And then, of course, there are those who are different, but I think this is, in general, a big challenge. And it's, it's also the biological bond that is, you know, when... so. Michelle and I were expecting a boy in literally less than two months. That's amazing. And yeah, it is amazing. And of course, it's changing how I see myself and the world and I'm, my future. And of course, it's happening with Michelle as well. It's been a very rich journey. But one of the things that I'm already mindful of, and I'm like starting to plant little seeds, it's that 
she, because that's her nature, is going to cling to him. Yeah. Which, which is fine for the first many years. And then there is the time when it's no longer fine. And a, yes. lot, of, a lot of mothers are not able to take that step gracefully. That's true. And, and, and it's, it's probably partially, as you say, be, be, because of a feminism that has maybe gone a little overboard in, 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 in some places in our culture. But, but I think it's actually, I, 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 I think we actually also have to just honor and recognize how powerful the mother archetype is hmm. when, when it takes over a woman. Thank God, because we need all consuming all love how you sit up a little straighter when you start talking about this <laughs> no, but we need that right when we're when we're a little helpless infants we we just need that motherly love we, we need Absolutely. that being that, that we came out of we, we need the softness and the care and the love and everything so we need that that mothers that women get taken over literally by this archetype as it is and become mothers right mm -hmm. i think there's a reason why nature made that archetype so strong because you know our species wouldn't have been here without super dedicated mothers mm. so so that's 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 fine but 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 what we also need then is a fucking proper rite of passage yes. and men who can lovingly but firmly step in when the time is there and and help transition the 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 the, the boy the child in into a beginning manhood because women can't do that. Like very, very few women can can really fully honestly do that. I think I think they're 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 pulled towards still. I I think I'm not a mother. I'm not a woman. But but I think the, the experience of just being that channel of like unconditional love, mm. it must feel so amazing, right? You are love. It's just coming through you. Bam. Like like I think the addiction towards that is 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 so strong. Well, the shadow side obviously is the devouring mother, where okay. where it appears as if the woman possessed by the archetype yeah. is yeah. generous and loving, but is actually feeding the hole in her own heart. Sure, and and, and the, the addiction to, to to being a, a channel of life and love, right? Sure, right, sure. And you're yeah. you're you're to the it's uh, is it the. Is it the Medea, the, the 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 myth from Greece? Yeah, with this woman who ends up eating her own children, literally, Be because that's what that's what motherly love and nourishment becomes if it if it's not stopped at one point. Yeah, right? and because so that keeps the child from growing and becoming an autonomous being. And I guess that's the the rite of passage, and you start moving into the world of father, and of course, then it will be really important that if you if you go on some life altering really existential and potentially dangerous quest you don't want to come you don't want to come home to i don't know sunday roast with your mom and have the question how was your cute little holiday you know no. so so that's going to be important uh, for her to really understand that but then uh, but then yeah who knows if that's going to happen anytime soon we, we we could hope that there is a cultural renaissance in understanding Sure. Yeah, but then of course there is the time when the mother archetype has sort of run its course in at least in that biologically enmeshed way and and the boy needs to start breaking free into the man's world. And so that brings us to 
to the the other principle um and i know that i don't know is 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 there a particular sequence to this is uh, is this meant to be linear or like the 12 steps uh, thing 12 steps does seven come after two yeah it, it, i think i think in this case it, it it does with mother and father right because we come out of our mothers literally and and it are, does. are in her world in in the beginning of our lives also mm-hmm. after after we we're born huh? yeah whereas as, as the world of the father is something we can move towards um where, where, where I, th- I think Alexander and the, the psychoanalysts are, are, are very right in that. So there, there is a progression. With with the rest of the 12 steps, they are not completely linear. Like, I think some of the first ones make sense to work with first because they, they kind of lay the ground for some of the later ones. But, Maybe but you they, just quickly just speak through them without us needing to discuss every one so that yeah, people... Yeah. Okay, so just, just give you the titles. We, we can do that. Number yeah. one, I call uh, Build True Brotherhood with Other Men. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, a fundamental experience that we need to have as 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 men, like being in a group of men that where we feel that we fit in and and we can contribute and we're recognized and we're respected, which is also the very strong experience that the the suburban gang members get, as as you mentioned, you get that there, to to in, in a way that you probably don't get in many other places. Um, then there is the number two, detach from and create a grown up relationship with your mother like where ultimately you become equal adults mm. and number three master your sexual energy which has been, been the main work that i do yes number four i call the fundamental meditation experience i'm not my thoughts emotions and bodily sensations you can have that in different ways i had it on vipassana meditation retreats a, a number of times can be this is a whole thing on its own but but like it's just very very powerful to be able to sit through the intensity of, of, of bodily experiences and pain and inner experiences and this and that. And, and just notice as you sit there days on end that it all comes and goes again. And, and, and if you just sit and stay with it, 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 yeah, it, it comes and goes and you are ultimately the same. And, and, it, and whatever experience you have can even transform as you simply sit and observe it. Finding that that center of, of 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 gravity within in your own consciousness is is uh, is such a gift and can even be used very uh, very well in, in other aspects of life. For instance, with mastering your sexually sexuality or or, or dealing with your woman. Yeah, subtle body work. Yeah. So that's number that's five. number four. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Let me see if I can be a little faster, maybe. Um, so number five, I call a, a master aggression and fear, prove discipline and commitment. So essentially, the, the challenge of of is also very good to do as you're as you're young, setting yourself some kind of goal, and and learning how to channel your innate aggression as a man towards nice. that goal. Use it for something useful, and go through the obstacles of fear that that might deter you from it. And, and cultivating discipline and commitment to actually do it. Um, very important for you to be able to actually trust and trust yourself to get something done. Um, and also for other people to trust you in getting something done. So, so like a building a trust in your own abilities, basically. Um, number six, I call embrace and integrate your inner feminine. We can have a whole philosophical debate about what, what the feminine actually is, but, but, uh, I, I think it is a useful word and like 
we could consider it maybe your your softer and more vulnerable sides as a man and super important to get in touch with too so you don't become overly hard um, number seven is then the father one honor your father but become your own man. and and we can talk more about that in a moment number eight i call accept death as a fact of life and as a path of evolution um, we could talk more about that one too but but let's just uh, take the rest the, the number nine is uh, uh, find your find and live your purpose living from a place of meaning so like that's like coming to the point of doing something that actually really motivates you in your life and and, and not just living 20 percent um, number 10 I think I call it deal with and thrive toward uh, uh, deal with and thrive amongst highly feminine women without losing focus and without being an asshole. So that's basically finding the middle path between, you know, knowing when to set your boundaries. Sounds like, like a David data kind of idea. Yeah, a, a little bit, a little bit. Guy. Yeah. Uh, nowadays I would maybe frame it slightly differently, but, but it's, it's really about, you know, how, how to stay in a long-term committed relationship while actually maintaining polarity and attraction, yeah. which is, is, is most people fail at that eh, nowadays. Yes. Um, how, how, how do you do that? How do you keep that polarity and attraction strong over time while, while, while still also keeping the love strong and, and, uh, and, and having a committed relationship? That's a big one. And then number 11, uh, I call uh, investigate and challenge the cornerstones of your worldview which is a little more working on the on the on the mental worldview level like the the, the convictions that i have built into my system that i have accepted as truths throughout my life are they actually serving me are they actually in line with my real values should i change some of them so this is a this is a step you maybe only do once or twice in your life, but 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 very important to do, to actually like take a full check. Mm, is is my is my worldview actually coherent with how I really want to live? Um, and then that the, one is number, tough for a lot of us. It's it's super tough. Mm. So and 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 most of us when we do that one like really in depth, we we most of us realize that there is a cornerstone or two we 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 probably have to throw away yeah uh, or change significantly and that could be tough hmm. and and then the last one i call uh, embrace mysticism embrace the unknown and that's the one where i invite people to 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 take somewhat of a spiritual perspective on life that's that uh, yeah be open for the unexpected be open for guidance that can come to you in life in ways that cannot be explained by the rational mind, but can nevertheless be extremely useful if you, if you learn to listen and, uh, and also be open uh, to your own, you know, the, the, all these 12 steps or 11 before is about building yourself as, as, as an adult uh, person, basically. Right. But I think the last one here for me is also about finding your innocence again and that mm. playful boy, which, which you were at one point, um, ha having access to him still, because there's a lot of renewal and just joy and ease of life that, that comes from that place. 
There's this passage in the Bible, I think it's Matthew 18, 3, that keeps returning to me, and I'm very much paraphrasing and mangling it, but something like, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you need to become like little children. Um, and for me, that's been a central passage uh, in my work for a long time. Yeah. And I do believe that... Um, I. I noticed that the word God was absent in your list, but I guess this is where I would. Yeah, you could fit it in here in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So that um, our relationship to God and even to sovereignty, which is kind of a mindfuck for a lot of guys, is actually sourced in innocence. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's beautifully put. I, I think, I, I, I mean, I mean, if anything, if if we play with the idea that there is a that there is a creator of of the world, right? What what is the most divine attribute we we can think of? I think it's exactly that. It's creativity. Like if 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 some force created the world, right, and created us, like when are we most gods? We are when we're creative. I, I think it's our, it's our most divine attribute in, in a sense. It's our creativity. And when we are kids, we are extremely creative. Hmm. So I, I, you know, and I think I, I, this is so important for me to, 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 to stay in touch with still, like, like in, in my life. I think in, to a great extent, I'm, 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 I'm still just a kid playing, you know, like, like hmm. and say, hey, what works in this existence here? Um, and and this, is, this is where my courses come from. It comes from that, from that, yeah. It's from that kid that is just having fun exploring his body in the, in, in the, in yeah. the bedroom, you know? Yeah, sure. And playing yeah. in the forest and uh, building caves with my friends and, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there, there's nothing we can do when we're, when we're in touch with that. It but we so so many layers of crap on it, right? And our lives in the school system really uh, takes it away from us to, to a great extent and, and, you you gotta you gotta struggle to, or or not struggle actually the opposite of struggle but but you 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 gotta really choose it, if if you want to to stay connected with that part of yourself. It's true, and I do think that the school system is extremely flawed in that it more or less attacks this. Yeah, and I even see the United Nation United Nations, which is an organization that I have less and less respect for is uh they are um they are now wanting to streamline education and they're encouraging uh, countries around the world to to ban homeschooling it, it, it should now be a crime to homeschool yes oh my God. and so we're like we're we're in a totalitarian race to to kill the innocence in all human beings and i i absolutely abhor this and i think it's so important you know, as a, as a, as a, as, as men, and let's t- turn back to the father quickly before we move to your vision for the future. But like, if there's anything that I'm feeling is like, okay, so as a man, it's my fucking duty to stand as a boundary between the world and my, my boy's innocence. Mm-hmm. Like it, it cannot be me who destroys it. Uh, of course I, there will be moments because I think this is how the evolutionary journey 
of parenting of growing up actually works you you have to lose your innocence in some way or another in order to regain it and i'm sure i'm going to end up with the blame for some of that but uh, or maybe all of it for (laughs) but 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 maybe the 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 same time i'm gonna do my damnedest to try and protect that part of him from the mind-numbing, soulless machinery of our, our of our culture. That that's sure. I I think I think there is. I think everything that you say is is. I, I agree. Like like we have to lose it to some extent, right? Or at least we have to. That that's again again the thing. Like we we need to get out of the world of the mother, where everything is just happy bliss and we're loved completely for who we are unconditionally and and love and nourishment is just flowing into the world of being an adult where hey stuff is expected from you right you you can't just run around like a happy narcissist little creature you have to like show up and you have to be disciplined and you have to like stand up to your word and this and that right that that's becoming an adult and and sure you you will probably let let the little innocent boy a little in the background in that process um but but I think I think one of the best things that, that I mean you can do for your coming son is is to be in touch with that part of yourself. Yes. Because then you will show him that hey you can actually be that as a grown up man. You don't have to become boring or dead or or this or that right. You you it, it can still be alive. Yeah, I've been noticing the work of what's his name Rafe Kelly. I know of him through Mark Walsh, the uh, the guy who runs the Embodiment Company. Uh, and 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 his he was literally on with uh, just on with Jordan Peterson and he I just started watching it but but the whole conversation was on the importance of rough and tumble play and yeah, how yeah. and how absolutely critical it is for the kids and maybe particularly boys but I think also mm-hmm. girls to develop boundaries but also empathy. So it's in a, in in the process of fully engaging your body in really close tussle and play with somebody else that you learn in an embodied way where it's too much and where it's just right and where it's not enough. And if yeah. you don't learn that at an early age, you 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 get you get really messed up. Like you you have like a developmental trauma that may not be able to fully heal. Yeah. You know and it's like this is one of the this is one of my roles as a father. Sure. Like I'm getting a bit like excited and carried away by this now, but I'm just imagining, you know, because Michelle, she's she's the sweetest woman. I, I love her to bits. And she's like she's worried that uh like the tip of a fork has touched the, the kitchen counter and that now it needs to be washed before we can use it again. And I'm like, that doesn't make <laughs> any sense to me. To me, that's like madness, you know, and and then I, I realized that there is this risk that she's going to create this worldview for this little boy that everything's dangerous and I will not allow that to happen. And that's why it's this rough, rough and tumble play. That we that's need your to get out there, yes. right? Yes. Very good. <laughs> you know, that's true. And, and yeah, I mean, I think I think many mothers, of course, women are all different, eh? but 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 I think. Yeah, I think we know our mothers. Huh? They 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 tend to worry a little overly much. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. Um, but I think I think it's maybe just 
part of their nature, right? Like 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 having having gone with this creature in in their in their womb for for so long. Of course, Absolutely. they are super cautious, and and we are super fragile when yeah. we come out. So I think it's just where there has to be a healthy balance, right? And and I think that's I that, that's the archetypal role of the father, right? To 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 show, hey, you know. Life is actually fun outside of that safe little mother bottle. You can play and you can rough and tumble. And if you hurt, you yeah. get hurt, you mess up and you... And that's okay, actually. It's okay. You get hurt a little bit. That's okay. Don't be afraid of the world. And you can always run back to the mother world as, 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 a, as a young kid. And then when you're yeah. your love, you can come back and play with the dad. I wonder, I mean, we went off on a little bit of a tangent and I take responsibility for that. But I wonder if we're... Uh, if we're uh, in a way, covering seven already in a roundabout way. Well, we we could maybe say one thing, right? Because I think the 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 father wound is is also very big today, right? Like here we're describing, I, I think what 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 would probably be a a, a pretty ideal scenario mm-hmm. of how of how mother and dad 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 could could support each other in a in an archetypal way, of course. And then of course yeah. there are differences in personalities, right? You, you you might have a dad sometimes who's a who's a softer guy and who's a little more careful and a mom who's a little more rough and tumble. It, it, it can be like, there can be all sorts of, of, of differences, right? But, but I think archetypally speaking, this is, this is probably a dynamic that, that, that would, would, would be the case for, for many people, for many moms, I guess, if, if they make it work, right? Um, but then I think, you know, of, of course, you know, for whatever reason, um, Men and fathers are sometimes absent, either physically or emotionally, or this or that, or they didn't work on themselves, and they have their own traumas and this and that. So, so I think you know many of us experience that our father was not available for us to the extent or in the way that that we would have wanted. Huh? I think, I think when I did some tests with with some of my male friends, sometimes it was like, I, I think it was like one out of eight of us that actually felt they had a really good relationship with her dad and 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 where where there was nothing that was really like felt unsaid or unspoken or whatever i have such a relationship with my dad i'm, I'm very grateful um but i think the vast majority of men feels that there is there is something that could have been significantly better huh? um and and so so there's so there's a big there's there's a wound there to work with for many men and I, I think that's that's also why I chose exactly the title of of, of that particular uh, step: honor your father, but become your own man. Because no matter how fucked up your dad was, no matter how how much or how little he was there, or this or that, or how many mistakes he did, or whatever, you must find something that you can honor him for. And this is important because he is, after all, your your. What, what you come from, from the masculine lineage, right? You have to find something that, that you can appreciate about him. And if nothing else, you can appreciate the fact that he gave you life. And and this and this might be a, a a tough one to hear if you if you had a lousy dad or a dad who wasn't there at all, who ran away or whatever. But but I think it's important to 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 take responsibility for for how 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 you deal with with your daddy issues and 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 your relationship your father even though he's dead or he he wasn't there you never met him or whatever like like at least find a place where you can forgive him of his flaws honor him for 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 the for the good things he after all gave you even if it was only life and based on that knowing 
who he was and what, what his shortcomings was and what his qualities was. From there, you can choose what kind of man you want to become. Yeah. But, but, but you have to also find something to honor him for. That's uh, beautiful. Yeah. I, I really firmly believe. I, I, I feel this is so important and I like the way you speak of it. One of the, when we were still running reclaiming and throwing initiations in the old way, right now they're not on the market. They will probably return in a, in a new form. But one of, one of the weeks we were working on the male lineage and I became quite passionate about this idea that there is a nobility in your male lineage in our male lineage that may not have found its fruition and that the kind of pain that we received at the hands of our fathers and that they received at the hands of their fathers is actually uh, in a way directly correlated to how much the male lineage has embodied the nobility like nobility. the per yeah, that there is something that runs through our lineage roots like the heroic you might call it too or is that the same heroic could be a part of it but that there's something that has wanted to come through into the world through our through our lineage and that our fathers in their depression and suffering from being disconnected from that themselves ended mm. up hurting us. And that it's our opportunity now to fully give expression to that, which our fathers could not. But to our own ability. Yeah. To, yeah. To the, to the expression that runs through our male lineage. It was always something that I really loved speaking to because it, kind of re reframes what happens the pain comes from the disconnection that we have to what is actually meant to come through us yeah that's a beautiful and, and, a, and a very spiritual i guess way of seeing it yeah but, but i like it it's nice yeah yeah, yeah and, I, and i mean it's i we, we all we all recognize it right when when we meet someone let's say a man but it, it could also be a woman of course but but we all we all we recognize it when we meet a man who is like worth following or, or, or worth being inspired by at least, right? Like, like someone who was like, yeah, maybe in, incarnating the, the, their own nobility or like, like li living up to a certain standard of, of being human. Yeah. I guess is ultimately what it is. Right. Um, it, it moves something in us, right. When, 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 when we meet such a person and it does, and, and obviously around such a person, we don't feel resentment or anger or whatever. Like it, 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 on the contrary, it kindles our fire. Right? So, so I think that makes sense the, the, the more our fathers or male role models have, have e expressed that, um, the less pain there will be. Yeah. 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 It's a good way to see it. Yeah. So we, um, we have really delve deep with the, the mother and the father. And um, I was wanting to spend some time with you today on what kind of challenges uh, you're experiencing and what kind of breakthroughs, you know, what really works for the men that you work with. I don't think we have time for that right now. So maybe that's for a future uh, conversation because I do really want 
I mean, this is the Wayshowers podcast after all, and maybe we can weave it into that inquiry. But what do you think as men living in this this world and this culture that is going through a lot of chaos and pain and struggle and trauma right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we need as men, as as a group, as a sex, but also as individual men? What do you see us needing? Where do we need to go to thrive in the future? What is your vision for masculinity moving forwards? Well, I, I mean, I think it really is to to become masters of ourselves. I, I think we have spent centuries and millennia, I guess, to like slay all the outer dragons and like conquer the whole world. And, and, and with our technology, we are at ever increasing rates conquering the rest of physical space, right? Like that that's already happening full on. But I think more than anything, we need to conquer our inner dragons. We need to become good friends with our sexuality. We need to become good friends of our, with our aggression uh, and channel it into something useful. We need to we need to become fucking soulful human beings again instead of just materialistic consumption animals. Like people that are really alive and in, in, in touch with our inner fire again, you know? Mm. Um, and, and, and there are so many pitfalls and things that, that, that bring us away from that. Just talking about pornography, right? And, and, and uh, social media and mass entertainment and, and this, and there are so many distractions, like distractions are like a billion times what they ever were before. Yeah. Like, like pollution of our minds. So I think what, in my humble opinion, what we really need is to, is to to really bring focus back to ourselves back to our own bodies back to our own sex back to our own minds and and learn to master that mm. because you know the, the world can go haywire around us and and it has before and it will again and, and and there will also come more more peaceful times again and more stable times these things will always change you know that's that's history i you know i studied history it, it changes all along mm. um but but so, and and you know you can't really change much there unless you are like the president of the United States. And even then there's a lot of forces affecting you. Right. But what you can work on is yourself. You can work on mastering yourself with the 12 steps, with mastering your sexual energy, with a bunch of other tools that are out there and are available. You can become a master of your own house. And from there you can create, you can connect with, with like-minded people, men and women and form stable and strong communities and, and, and such communities of, of, of self-mastered people who, who, who can think critically mm. um, are just more hard to throw around by, mm. by, the, by the would-be authoritarian powers. Uh, I, I really think the best work we can do is, 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 is on ourselves. And do you find that the men you work with, with their sexuality and... Uh whatever else you're supporting them with are inspired by this vision or are they just yeah. focused on f- resolving their, their personal issues? Well, it, it can be both, right? I mean, I think, yeah, some, some feel, feel a motivation towards something greater, a more spiritual vision, you, you, you might say, yeah. uh, or greater vision for manhood, but, but sure, many also come with their concrete problems, but, but, but the great, the great thing, and you know, this is, this is a little bit my hack. I think the great thing about working with men and sexuality and about working 
with it in this particular way that I do, where, where it's not, I don't give them a pill, you know, I don't give them a lotion to, to numb their sensitivity in their cocks or whatever, right? No, I, I teach them to master, again, their sexual energy in their own minds and their own bodies. And that, and that solves the problem. Like virtually whatever problem they're coming with, it can take longer for some, shorter for others, but it works. But what it also does in the process is that it brings them more in touch with themselves and their body and their sex and their heart. It's inevitable. It, it, it's a part of the, of the process. So, so many, many of them over time, yeah, they solve that issue, but they also discover a whole new realm inside. I, I, I tend to say that like this work with mastering your sexual energy, it is the best and fastest way to kickstart a, a, a personal growth journey for men. Mm. Because, because so much of our energy simply goes out with our ejaculation, right? And mm. so there's a lot of seeds in, in, in the rest of our garden here that, that simply don't get watered and, and, and yeah. then we don't feel. Yeah. But when you start moving the energy this way instead, you feel it more and, and you can start feel talents and aspects of yourself that, that you never knew was there before. Um, so I think even though people come sometimes with a very concrete problem they want to solve, and yes, it works at that, they actually get a whole extra bonus that, that they didn't expect. So if they didn't have that greater vision, many awaken to it. I guess really at the end of the day, mastering your sexual well, vital force, it is life. And in order to hold more life in your system, you need, you need to remove a lot of the blocks that prevent you from holding life. And then things will surface naturally. Yep. yep. So that I very suppose true. is the gift of the world. Very true. Yeah. So so you also I mean, that's true. If if you really go into it, right, you, you also all, all of what whatever lies in the way for you to fully own your life force will come painstakingly into focus. Like you will you will face your demons, you will face your pain, you will face your limitations. And that's fine because then you can see them and then you can work with them. Um Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it should be a requirement on the curriculum of becoming prime minister or president to learn how to master your sexual energy. I think that would be a great idea. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. we're coming towards the end of this conversation. I do know that you have um, written a book. Uh, is it available in English or is it currently only in Danish? Not yet. It's it's in Danish, but it, but it will come in English. Yeah, I'm looking mm -hmm. for an English publisher. So if someone out there uh, uh, want to publish it in English, let me know. And this book is just the manifestation of all of your teachings around sexuality over the years, I take it. Or, yeah, it's, it's a presentation of the method uh, with a lot of examples from, from my clients and, and myself from over the years, right? And how you deal with, with this or that obstacle. There's also an online course in English. Uh, that one is in English on my, on my English website, vitaluna.com, where I just instruct the whole praxis with videos and, and take you by the hand through, through the different steps of it. Yeah. Um, so that's there and now available in English, uh, has been for years. Uh, the book will come uh, hopefully soon. Great. And having finished the book, do you feel different in any way? Do you feel like something landed, dropped in you? Or like many, many, many authors speak of their first book as some kind of coming out or embodiment experience or... I do. It's it's a... Uh... It's subtle and 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 yet profound. I think, mm. I think it actually only landed in me 
um, when I was away for the winter uh, and I had a little time to like get a little bit at a distance and and and, and mull it over. But but I think it, it, you know I, I I worked towards creating that book for ten years, and 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 now it's done, and and it's almost like now I or on my winter trip here, I really felt like, you know, oh my God, like if, if I'm no longer the guy who, who is writing that book and, and, and on the way with that book, who am I then? <laughs> it was a little bit of a, of a vacuum after that. Um, but this is speaking into step number eight, uh, accept death as a fact of life and as a path of evolution. This is this is I think there are moments in life where 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 you know, you need to let go of something and you need to like fall into that space of emptiness yeah. when when an old part of you an old part of your identity a big project is complete huh? when a big project is complete and the masculine yeah, yeah, yeah. mind tends to like celebrate for like three seconds and then move on to the next one exactly and if yeah. and if you do that then you actually don't get the full. <laughs> wave afterwards right with, exactly with, with, yeah i guess this so is also in, in part connected to this idea of embodying your feminine side so to to be to receive the fullness of the experience of completion true and, yeah. and to receive an impulse for 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 whatever new is is uh wants to happen through you huh? super yeah. yeah i have two more questions for you yes I ask everyone these questions. Uh -huh. uh, what do you love about being a man? That's a good question. I love my male body. And I, and I love, uh, I mean, this maybe goes without saying that with, with, with the work that I do, but I, but I, but I love to have sex with a woman that I love and, and feel my, my masculine force holding and, and penetrating her and, and, and yeah, and opening her up and connecting even deeper with her through that. I, mm -hmm. I feel that's when I'm really in that, I feel I, I, I give such a gift to her and she gives me such a gift back. Beautiful. And then if you could give one piece of advice or one practice to all of the men listening, that they would, you would have a 100% implementation rate from all of these men. What would, what would that be? One practice. In order to support them in improving their lives. It couldn't be okay. just a mind or a perspective shift as well. It doesn't need to be a practice. No, no. Well, then in, 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 in line with the, what we've been talking a lot about here, I, I would say, uh, and this is an aspect of of, uh, of the vital force sexual mastery uh, process that I teach. I would say take three weeks where you don't watch porn and where you don't ejaculate, but where you are frequently making love with yourself, not just with your cock, but with your whole body. Give yourself the same care and attention that you would give a, a, a wonderful lover of yours during a full long foreplay. Do that with yourself. Be sexual with yourself. Play with your cock, but not in that like fast way of like building up to a quick climax. Just enjoy it and enjoy the ride. Enjoy all the sensations without rushing for anything. And 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 finish after an hour with a big warm smile, holding your cock in your heart and breathing that energy all the way through your system. So how many times per week should they do this? 
well, if you can do it every day, it's awesome. But uh, but if you can do it three times a week, it's also great. Super. Okay, do, do great. And see how that will like blow your mind in terms of how how you feel yourself in a different way, how you feel your pleasure in a different way, and uh, yeah, and how much energy it gives you. Mm. And then if you need guidance in the process, you know where to find me. Yeah. Good. Great. Well, thank you, Jacob. Let's let's give these men uh, who have been watching and listening today, whether on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever, let's give them an idea of where they can find out more about you. Sure. And your you, can, you, you can on uh, vitalunit.com. Mm -hmm. That's my English website. It's uh, my Danish one is uh, vitalunit.dk. Um, I, I need to uh, graphically my the English one doesn't look amazing right now. I've been fo focusing mainly on the on the Danish market for 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 the past years, but I'm in the process of moving a lot more into English. But you, but you will find the uh, the English online course there with videos and everything, and um, and and lots more stuff is going to come on that one uh, soon too. You can also follow me on Facebook and uh, Instagram with my name. And is there a page somewhere on the English Amazon where like your your translation is already already exists as a placeholder or is that no no, no because I'm, I'm still thinking to 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 try and find an actual publisher um ah, I see. Yeah. but if it gets too long and too complicated i will simply have made a good translation and, and yes put it on amazon yeah yeah great well thank you uh this was fun jacob i enjoyed this very much pleasure even always nice to talk to you yeah so yeah thank you for coming and um to all of you who have been watching or listening don't hesitate to explore more of jacob's important work he i know he's really killing it with the guys he's um supporting in denmark he's really making a difference and if this kind of sexual empowerment work i don't know what you call it exactly jacob but, but let's let's roll with that if that's something that's that calls you Jacob could very well be your guy. So it was a pleasure to have you here today. You, Jacob, and you listening and watching. And I hope you will join us again in the next episode of the Wayshowers podcast. Bye-bye.